0: Hello and welcome to the Book Nook. Come on in and have yourself a seat. If you're new to the Book Nook, know that this is not a new show or new podcast. It is just another branch of the Faith and More podcast. So what I do here in the Book Nook is we sit down once a month and we just chat I share with you updates on things that are going on with me personally as far as studies and practices and things of that nature. I also share some updates about the show that you normally wouldn't hear in a regular show, as well as, you know, some secrets that we share in the Book Nook that if you don't listen to it, you won't know. And then when you hear it in the show, you're going to be surprised. I also share information on books that I have read and studied. Uh, Books that I recommend, uh, prayers, incense, um, all kinds of things like that, meditations, music, and all sorts of things. So if you're new to the Book Nook, welcome and thank you for stopping by. I sincerely hope and pray you find everything you're looking for here in the Book Nook and more, as well as everything you're looking for and more in a podcast with our entire Faith and More podcast. And if you're returning to the Book Nook and to the Faith and More podcast, infinite thanks and blessings and love to each and every one of you. I cannot thank you all enough uh, for your love and your support and for continuing to come back and listen and enjoy the show. And I so hope and pray with all that I am and all that I ever will be that this show is helpful to you at some level or levels. Welcome to our October episode of the Book Nook. This is our last Book Nook for season three. Oh, (laughs) I know if only right what all six of us said all at the same time, but have no fears and no worries because we will be back, Um, you know, as You all know those who are listening are probably 99.9% of long-time listeners, and I can't thank you all enough for that, for all of your love and support. So you all know that the number of seasons and the number of episodes don't matter because this show has no breaks, and we stopped looking for the breaks a long time ago. So the divine is driving, and we'll just let the divine keep driving uh, this freight train and I should say bullet train because it's moving. It's moving fast. I mean, wow. Where did season three go? I mean, 20 or two episodes away from 20 episodes completed for season three. And I just, wow, I'm just batting my eyes. Like, where did the time go? I mean, it just, I don't know. Is it just me or do you all feel the same? I mean, it just flew by, you know, season three was the season of summer. I guess you could say. And now we're heading into fall. Well, I guess it depends on what hemisphere you live in. Uh, Some of you are getting ready for spring. Some of you are heading into spring while we're heading into fall. So enjoy. Either way, now is a great time to get out in nature and you know, listen to nature, but also you know, take your favorite media device with you and, and, and listen to the show as well <laughs> so while you're out. That you can put an earbud in one ear and then have the other ear open to listen to nature while you listen to the show. Just, just saying. So we've got several things to cover, as we always do in the book nook that closes out the season. There's going to be some secret time and um, just hints for next season which next season's already on the roll. I'm already, as of the, as at the time, excuse me, easy for me to say, as of the time I am recording this book, no, I already have four episodes ready to go for season four. So yeah, I mean, you know, this stone gathers no moss because it just keeps rolling and rolling. So first off, I want to again thank you all for listening, infinite thanks, blessings and love to each one of you who take the time and interest in the book. Nook. And I know it's not always that interesting. If anything, it's probably more funny <laughs> than it is interesting. But either way, I do pray you enjoy it. And I can't thank you all enough for being here. A couple of book nooks ago, two book nooks ago, to be uh, precise, it was the August book nook for those playing at home. I had mentioned how you know we're lucky if we get you know between 6 and 8 usually 6 listeners and one of those is me one of those is Haven and one of those is Elaine so that's 3 so there's between 3 4 or 5 people that listen to the book nook other than than family and you know I want to thank all of you for your feedback um from that episode you know those of you who do listen contacted me and reached out to emphasize and express your love for this part of the faith and more podcast, that you do enjoy the book nook and that you want the book nook to stick around, I'm all for that. And I had no intentions on ever getting rid of the book nook. Because, like I said, as long as one person finds it interesting, other than myself, I don't count. Um, it stays. You know, it again. It's all part and parcel uh, for for the show. And I honestly, I believe that eventually it will catch on. Eventually we'll get more listeners. Um, it just takes time. You know, we have to remember that the um, podcast in and of itself is just a little over a year old. So, um, you know, it takes other shows actually years to build up um, a lot of listeners. And I'm not about the numbers. Like I keep saying, as long as it's one person that's finding what I'm offering helpful and beneficial, we will continue to do that. Because again, <laughs> this wasn't my idea for a show. I've expressed that I don't know how many times that this show was from the divine. Now I do have to give Haven and my son credit, or excuse me, I should say our son, uh, credit because they were the ones that initially got me into podcasting. I was completely against it. Uh, but after the heart surgeries and stuff, you know, I kept talking about so much about how, you know, the PTSD and how um, not having the support um, and that I wished others had that support. And they were always telling me, "Hey, you know, you've got a good announcer voice. You did this when you taught before you used to record your teachings and it was great. And they're still great to this day, even though we're so many years down the pike. Um, but they were the ones that gave me that unconditional love support and a kick in the pants to start podcasting. So, um, that show was called from the heart and I did one season of that and took it pretty much as far as I could until, you know, the, uh, Almighty the universe God the divine whatever you want to call that which can't be labeled uh, gave me another kick in the pants and that was to do this show. So even if I wanted to stop which I never would because this show was such a part of my life and I've shared that I don't know how many times that I couldn't stop if I wanted to nor would I because this show is from the divine and any of those of you out there who are familiar with the old Blues Brothers movie. (laughs) where they say we're on a mission from God. Well, that's what this show is. This show is a mission from the divine and I'm not getting in the way of that and I will do everything, everything in my power to keep it going. So again, thank you all for being here and for listening and for, I hope, enjoying what we share. And speaking of my receptivity to the divine and what the divine communicates to me, that has been brought into question. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't for me. We'll get into that a little bit here later in the show. It's, it's really good. It's really interesting, or at least I think it is. Next, I want to talk some more about uh, the great feedback I got from last month's September issue of the Book Nook regarding the prayer debate um, and people skipping prayers and, you know, how we put the prayers at the beginning and they skipped them and we put them at the end and they skip them. And I have, like I said, I was going to do I did some more um scientific podcast research by you know keeping it at the end and then moving it an episode to the beginning and then back to the end and that's still being skipped regardless of where it is placed um it gets skipped so at this point um and it didn't matter anyway i just wanted to know for sure that it was the prayers they were skipping and what i mean by prayers is the actual prayer request and the prayers in, uh benediction that I offer in yeah I know that's that's concerning especially for a faith-based podcast with faith-based listeners uh, but you know to each their own you know I, I understand that you know I get tired of listening to myself sometimes too so <laughs> I don't fault them for it but I do feel bad because you know there's people that rely on prayers and you know, here we are, you know, pouring our hearts out and sharing things that are so personal um as far as our ailments and our health conditions and our, our needs. Um and for that just to be glanced over is um you know, it, it's no bueno. It's it's not good. It's it's not good at all. But again, that's just my personal beliefs and you know, his father, Mike Cantor, always says, you know, if we don't agree with somebody, then love them where they are. So we definitely will. And we'll keep those people in our prayers, the people that are skipping over prayers, because we all are in need of prayers and they are no different than anybody else. So also feedback was given on where you all would like to have the prayers placed and uh, prayer request. uh Some said they wanted it at the beginning and some said they thought it was perfect near the end, right before the uh, closing prayer and and blessing, which is also known as a benediction. Um, And, you know, it's actually split right down the middle. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep it um, at the end because I believe that it is perfect near the end, right before the prayers and the benediction, because those people, their names and what is going on is fresh, literally fresh in our minds and our hearts, because I just said their names and what they needed, and yes, we're going to go back to that. I said their names and what they needed and then offered the prayer, the closing prayer and then the blessing and bened- or also known as a benediction. Um, so to me that is most beneficial and, and strongest because if I give the names at the beginning and what people need, by the time I get to the closing prayer and benediction, people are either gonna skip over it and close out the show or they're not gonna remember who all needed what. Um, so you know, to me that's, The most important thing is to make sure people's prayers are taken care of as effectively and efficiently as possible. And I believe that's a good way to go. So to those of you who voted for having the people mentioned at the beginning, my deepest and sincerest apologies. And I pray that you now that I've explained it a little bit, that it makes um, some sense to you and that maybe you understand. Um, If you want to talk about it some more, you, you can definitely contact me. I'm always open Uh, To talking, but you know, I feel that this you know is right where it should be. And yes, I've prayed on this, and you know. (laughs) I know someone found a new toy. No, no, no. I feel like every time now I say something like, "Well, you know." Um, I prayed on something, or the divine is guiding me to this, or the divine told me that I should put in the lightning and thunder because, you know, of, of someone that said something with regard to um, my receptivity to the Lord's frequency. Which <laughs> again, we'll get into more in a minute. So, next, we'll talk about sponsorship. Mm, no, we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> But in the August edition of the Book Nook, I had mentioned that I had reached out to Forever Gifts to see if maybe they would be interested in sponsoring the show or allowing me to advertise for them. Um, I didn't get a reply. So, I mean, that's fine, Um, you know free advertisement, you know, some people just aren't interested in it, I guess. So I have decided to just uh, completely steer away from sponsorship in that. And I won't play the lightning <laughs> or the thunder sound effect. But if the divine wants us to have sponsors, we'll have sponsors. They will appear. They will show. Uh, they'll contact me and we'll discern then if we should have them or not. So Um, you know, it's no big deal to me. It was just something to not only share more with all of you things and products and companies that I really enjoy and uh, believe offer great service, great quality and great prices. Um, and just sharing that all with you and in hopes that maybe these companies would give us a say discount code that you guys could use. Um, and that's usually how sponsorships usually go. Um, but no, no, again, no, no bueno. <laughs> it, did, it didn't happen. It's not happening. So when it happens, uh, the vine will make it happen, and that's all there is to it. And I'm I'm perfectly happy with that and fine with that. And besides, we have bigger vegan fish to fry, <laughs> or fishless, fishless fish as they call it to fry here. Um, you know. We just keep focused on what this show is all about. It's all about uh, showcasing the lives uh, of the saints and the people that should be saints or people in our hearts and minds that are saints. It's about educating each other, uplifting, encouraging, loving, having compassion for each other. Um, that's what this show is all about, and that's how it's always going to be. So, next is a seminary update, seminary. Classes are going. I mean, they are going. I'm doing a module now on chaplaincy, and uh, Father Mike was uh, awesome enough to uh, remember that one of the goals in my life, especially when and if <laughs> I am able to retire, um, to you know help out in hospitals, to be there for those in hospitals. Um, And so being a chaplain um, and offering pastoral care is a big part of that. So he's given me some really amazing um, coursework um, through the Sanctus Formation Institute uh, to do with regard to chaplaincy. And wow, it's it's really, really, I mean, really, really good stuff. I mean, it gets into all kinds of things as far as organizing teams, you know, and this is all based on if you are um, a head priest at a church or if you are, you know, a associate priest uh, at a church in getting people in the parish involved in as teams to do this pastoral care for people, because a lot of times it's long term care, Um, especially if someone has, you know debilitating um, uh, health ailments or say that they are just been diagnosed uh, with something that is, you know, they've only got months or a year to live. Um, that requires a lot of um, long-term help and you have to have a good team involved and not just up to one person to uh, take all of that. But at this stage of where I'm at, as in, independent, inclusive, non-denominational minister, it is just me at this point. Um, So yes, I do have to be careful of not spreading myself too thin. Um, And yes, you know, Father Mike and I talked about it's, there's no ego, I, me, or my involved in helping others. Um, You are a representative of Christ and you are there uh, on Christ's behalf, representing him to the people that are in need. So you are there for them, not for yourself. But you do have to keep self-care in mind. And we've talked about that in previous shows. And season four has already got a show uh, on self-care as well. So it's it's a, it's a going to be a reoccurring um, theme, a reoccurring subject uh, that we're going to visit and revisit much because I don't, I feel like you can never say enough, about the importance of self-care so yeah for just an example um the one uh, essay that i'm finishing up now which is probably going to be 11 to 12 pages long (laughs) i know he asked me to do two to five pages but this one is really long because um there are questions asked in the paper in the you know in the study form as far as you know how would you handle this how would you handle that And it's really cool because this uh, course has two scenarios involved in it. One is a guy named Peter who has been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease and that only has months to live. And while he's at the church at a, a study group with the church, he announces to everyone in the class that he has Lou Gehrig's disease that he's known about it for a while and he's been dealing with it personally but that he is now coming forward to share this with everybody and also to share that not only does he only have a couple months to live but that he's researched and found that not only is it very debilitating disease as it grows and matures and advances. But it is also a very painful disease and that he has decided to do an end of life, which you can call it suicide, end of life, uh, euthanasia, whatever label you want to put on it. And so that's the first scenario is how would you deal with this um, with your team? Or if you're by yourself as a priest or minister as i happen to be right now how would you handle this how would you deal with it and it also goes on to say that peter's family that he has uh, three sons and a daughter and they're older and grown they're adults and he has a wife and only one of the sons is in agreement with him ending his life the other family members are not so again How would you address that? How would you bring the two sides or bring the family back together? How would you care for Peter? And how would you care for his family during his passing? And how would you care for the family after the passing? So that was really, really awesome. And I I had a blast. (laughs) I shouldn't say that, but I did. I had a really good time. you know, getting into that role and how would I respond and how would I act and react and how would I support and love and help? And where would the compassion come from? And in what form would it be? Um, It was just awesome. Okay. And the next one, please (laughs) bear with me because every time I say this name, I think of a movie. Her name is Amelia, but every time (laughs) I think of it, those of you at home who have seen the movie Night at the Roxbury with Chris Catan, Will Ferrell, and Molly Shannon is, oh my God, it's it's absolutely beyond hilarious. Emilio! <laughs> anyway, okay, I got that out. Those of you who know the movie know what I'm referring to. Those of you who don't just think I'm crazy, which I am anyway, so let's press on. So we have Amelia, and Amelia is a... Uh, teenage parishioner. With Peter, it said he was 53, which was, ooh, that's the same age as me. Um, But with Amelia, it didn't say what her age. It just said she's a teen and she's part of your youth group. Okay, again, here you are at your church, you know, involved with your youth group and Amelia comes to you in confidence. So this is priest, parishioner, confidentiality, which would be the same as uh, people who are confessing to you, or the sacrament of reconciliation, as it's called. Um, so she confides in you and swears you to secrecy that she and another youth group member, whose name is Tom, reminds me of a tomcat. I <laughs> guess it's about right with this one. But anyway, the two have been sexually active, and she believes that she's pregnant. She doesn't know for sure. She is has a test scheduled at a local clinic coming up soon. She's already, already decided that if she is pregnant, she's going to abort the baby. So it gives you that scenario. How would you respond? How would you help? How would you care? Now you got to remember Amelia has sworn you to secrecy and according to priest rule, you've got to keep button lip. You can't, you know, share that with anybody else. So, you know, how would you deal with that? Now, Tom doesn't know. Tom's family doesn't know. Amelia's family doesn't know. So, how would you handle that? How would you handle um, trying to help her come to terms with what's going on? Um, with what, you know, helping her to decide what she wants to do, not what she should do, but what she wants to do. And, you know, about educating her on, you know, you know, I I had brought up that, you know, thing I would do is, um, first find out if she's pregnant or not. And then if she is, then I would introduce her to three different people someone who aborted the child, someone who was a teen, not anymore. This is years later. This this is important that it's years later. Someone who was a teen that had an abortion and what that did to them. Someone who was a teen and went ahead and had the child and what that did to them. How was their life? And then someone who was a teen that had a child and gave it up for adoption. And, you know, each of these three people sit down with Amelia at, at different times, of course, to give her time to process it, but share with her what they've gone through and what they still go through today. So that was kind of, you know, to summarize, big time summarize, because you know how long winded I can be. Uh, and there were so many questions, just so many questions on morals and theological, uh, Bible. And then it was just, it was just something, but again, amazing stuff. Seminary classes are continuing to go and uh, life coach. Yeah. Life coach is still going as well. So the life coach classes started off with eight classes. Um, I added two more. One was on hypnosis and the other one was on self care. And I've just completed both of those. Those are done. So I'm certified um, as a hypnosis practitioner and also as a life coach certified for uh self-care. And I thought that was very important because of everything self-care involves. And it's very important. And again, as I just said here, what, 10 minutes ago, if not longer. Um, about how important self-care is to this show and something that will always be a cornerstone of the show. And some of you might be saying, did he just say something about hypnosis? Say what? (laughs) Well, yes, I did. But it's not what we have been conditioned to believe hypnosis is. It's not the, you know, someone's dangling a watch and swinging in front of your eyes and you're getting very sleepy. Or something, you know, where somebody makes you bark like a dog or just do doing goofy, goofy, self degrading humiliating things. It's nothing like that at all. In fact, it's very scientific and it's been proven to be effective. Uh, and it's been used for a long long time i'm talking many many years um and it's again very effective at getting into the you know superconscious of the mind um and we're going to have a show in season 4 that gets into you know the, the the variables of the mind and it will i'll explain some more in that episode about the hypnotherapy and how it gets all the way back into you know things that are so recessed and, and, and squished in your mind that, you know, you don't realize are there that helps you. Um, it's very therapeutic in helping you work through things and work through abuse and um, all kinds of, you know, bitterness and, and um, resentment and things of that nature and, and sadness. Um, so again, it's just another certification that I have in my cart that uh, can help. You know something I can offer those um, and I'm actually have someone that's being my guinea pig right now and they've attested that it's been very beneficial to them um, and it's helping them so hey that's what it's all about so again with last month's show I talked a bit about differences between a priest and a minister and it seemed like some people were still conflicted about that it is it's very conflicting because it's just a title or a label But how one is ordained as a minister is completely different as one is ordained as a priest. So as a minister, you can just be ordained. It's a a very simple process. It's no fuss, no must, no hands-on. However, with a priest, ordination is very hands-on because it's considered to be apostolic. Now, what does that mean? That means that um, those of you who are familiar with Eastern forms of faith, such as Tibetan Buddhism and Buddhism in general, know that there are what they call lineages, which means one person, say Buddha, passed his teachings on to uh, X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z, passed their the same teachings on to A, B, and C, and A, B, and C, passed this, their the teachings on to D, E, and F, and so on, and so on, and so on, meaning that you should be able to trace the lineage, the line um, from your teacher all the way back to the Buddha. Well, the same applies to a priest in that um, you should be able to trace back the lineage of priests or the line of apostolic succession. I know, big words, huh? Um the line of priests all the way back to the one of the original disciples or apostles of Christ, whatever you want to label them. So say you are a, you know, you're you're a priest and you are ordained in uh, your bishop, of course that's how it happens in the Catholic faith, is that a bishop will ordain you and that bishop passes on the Holy Spirit from that lineage, or from that apostolic succession, that apostolic line, that line of apostleship to you. So it's very hands-on. The bishop will actually lay hands, put hands on you, and confer that Holy Spirit, Spirit, excuse me, spirit. What's a, what's a spirit? I guess it's a new car. <laughs> Get the new Honda spirit. <laughs> so, no, they will lay hands on you and and then transfer that Holy Spirit into you from that lineage, uh, from that line, and it's such a beautiful uh, ritual. It's a beautiful ceremony. It's just a beautiful experience all within itself. And yeah, I've watched a lot of videos of it. So, again. You know, a a minister will is just normally in the um, reformist um, or non-denominational, which is what I am at the moment. Uh, But I am studying to be a independent, apostolic, all-inclusive Catholic priest. And again, that means, you know, independent, meaning not not under um, the Vatican or under Vatican rule. Um, Apostolic, meaning within the lineage of the disciples, that line, the apostolic uh, succession, that line, and uh, inclusive, meaning don't turn anyone away, regardless of what their beliefs are or not, regardless of who or what they identify as or whatever their uh, sex or non-sex or whatever they prefer or whatever, you know, all inclusive means that all inclusive. You don't turn anyone away, just as Jesus didn't turn anyone away. And Catholic just means universal. That's what we fall. All of us tend to have been programmed um, that Catholic means Roman Catholic. It means a certain type of church and Catholic is just another word for universal. So it's a universal faith. So I hope that makes a little bit more sense as the difference between a priest and a minister. Um, and yeah, I'm still going for the priest. And, you know, yes, that is my calling. And no, I'm not playing the thunder and lightning strike again. So I'm not going to give details on who this person was very nicely. It was, uh, and that's one thing I have to say is nothing was derogatory. I don't know, I must have been misunderstood as bashing on churches, and I definitely do not. Those of you who've listened to the show for any length of time know that I'm a, a huge church supporter if you have a good church. If the church is doing what a church is supposed to do, go for it, embrace it. And I've said this I don't know how many times, don't let off the gas. Be there with them, be there for them, help them to continue to grow, evolve and help because that's what churches are all about. However, if you are finding yourself in a church that isn't, that is contrary to what a church should be and is not living up to those principles, do what you can to help them change if they're receptive to it. However, if they're not, then feel free to look elsewhere. Now saying look elsewhere doesn't mean that the grass is going to be greener on the other side or the roses are going to smell any better because every church has issues. Why remember what churches are folks churches are hospitals. Very few healthy people go to church. The majority of the people that go to church are people that are suffering people that are hurting people that are in need. And what do we do when we're in pain? What do we do when we're hurting? What do we do when we're confused? We tend to grab on to other people. I say this. What do you do when someone's drowning? They usually grab a hold of whoever's trying to help them and pull them down with them. So that is something that generally happens in churches and it takes a lot to stop that prevent that, address that. And when it's not addressed and it's not stopped, it festers and grows. And that poison just envelops everybody and anything. And we see that so often in so many churches, sadly. Um, but that's what I was referring to. And I I talk about churches, and I say, I talk about the Roman Catholic Church quite a bit, and I've said this before. And again, you know, this person has not listened to Many of the shows at all, I think maybe one or two at the most. Um, so they don't know, um, you know. So if I say something on one show, it's kind of taken out of context as well. That's what he believes, and that's not necessarily true. You've got to put it all, put it all together. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and the reason why I use the Roman Catholic Church a lot, and I've explained this before as examples, is because it's where I'm from. It's something that I am very familiar with, just like Buddhism and Eastern philosophy. I reference to them as well a lot because it's something I'm familiar with. It's something that I know. I'm not going to reference something that I'm not familiar with or that I don't know, because that would be ignorant. (laughs) It would make no sense. Um, You know, what you see and hear here, I should say what you hear, not what you see, what you hear on the show is me. It's not me pretending to be somebody else. It's not a persona. It's not a mask. It's not uh, a tap dance vaudeville show. It is me. What you hear is the real me or (laughs) as close as the real me as I can express. Um, So again, I didn't take it in any ill way, and I was like very receptive. I'm like, you know, fine, you want to talk about, I'm I'm definitely open and receptive. Uh, I'm always about learning. And you know, one thing that I have learned a lot, I would say, especially within the past year, is how to take constructive criticism because I (laughs) even can tell you, I was a big brat about (laughs) when someone would try to say, or point me out and say, you know, you're wrong, I would get very um, I would I'd be I would be a brat, I would throw a tantrum like a little kid and and say, no, uh <laughs> But I'm better at that now. I'm better at realizing it, yeah, you know, I can be wrong. You know, probably most of the time I am. But I'm open to learning. I'm receptive to learning. And if you can teach me something Please do, please do, and um, that's what I conveyed back to uh, this person, but they've yet to get back with me, and that was probably a month, if not longer ago, so if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but you know, they're saying that perhaps I'm um, amiss as far as what my view or understanding is of communion with the divine. They said communion, so I would take it as communion with the divine. Um, and that I beg to differ. Um, you know, I would want someone to get to know me more, um, before they would discern that. And again, I'm open, I'm open to it. If you don't believe that I'm, you know, properly or fully communing with the divine and that, you know, what I'm feeling is not of the divine. Um, I'm open to discussing that. Um, but get to know me more, um, before making that, I shouldn't say judgment because they're they're not really judging, but they're just making a point, I guess. Um, but before you make that point, let's get to know each other a little bit more, or I should say it a lot a bit more. Um, but I don't, I don't discount um, or question my communion with the divine because I know. I know that it is of the divine that it's not of anything else. It's not an illusion. It's not a delusion. It's not my ego. It's not demonic. It's not a B C D E F G X Y Z on and on and on and on. It's not any of that that it is purely the divine I've I know I've been there I've experienced that you know and maybe this person has as well but i also firmly believe that everybody's experiences are different we all experience things differently so it's good to sit down and to discuss but don't point something out on someone and say you know i feel you don't understand or you may be confused about what communion is and how that relates to the church you know again So that's that, you know, again, they meant nothing by it or from it. It came from love and it came from wanting to help. And I'm all for that. And, you know, you know, I have nothing but love and compassion uh, for the person that said that. And I thank them. Thank you for, you know, calling that out or pointing that out. And if you are listening now and you know who you are, and you want to talk? I'm still open. I'm very open to talking about this further. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely <laughs> open to talk about it. But, and I, I guess I shouldn't throw a butt in there because it, it gets stinky, don't it? If you put a butt in there, I won't, okay, I'll take the butt out of it. So there goes the stinky. So no, no butts. I, I know where, what the divine communicates to me. I've got, you know, 40 something years of, 45? Yeah, 45 years of meditation experience and knowing how and when and where and what it is to connect to the divine. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm self-assured, but I'm selflessly assured that you know, that is accurate. So, <laughs> enough said about that. Okay, so that brings us to something else, something new. Let's turn the page. Um, The next episode, the episode for next week, it's coming up. I should say not next week. It'd be this week, this Sunday's episode. uh, Just to let you all know, you faithful, tried and true Book Nook listeners, that the episode's going to be a little short. And what I mean by short is it's eh, about 30 minutes, 35 minutes long. And I do apologize to you all for that. And You guys know I don't like to do what I label as short or brief episodes. I like to keep them an hour or more, and I know a lot of you love that, and a lot of you don't. So anyway, just if you're listening now, you know that this week's uh, episode is about 30 to 35 minutes long. And it's, believe me, it's a great episode. It's just that there's very little on this person, um, so it's very difficult to stretch that out. Um, And I did that as much as I possibly could without detracting from um, said person, because again, I believe it's important to accurately, very accurately represent the person that we're showcasing and to not add gibberish or jargon or, you know, add things on to the episode, say, you know, if I run out of stuff to talk about the person, say, well, hey, What are we getting from the grocery store this weekend? No, no, no. I'm not adding her. How's the weather in your area? Or this is the latest countries that are listening to this. No, no. I, I won't do that because if the show is about the person or subject or subjects that it's based on and that's it, period. So I hope you all understand that. Um, again, I apologize that the, the episode is only going to be thirty minutes, but I guarantee you're going to love it. So next, let's talk a little bit about season four. Secret time. Secret time. Now, I've made a few tweaks to season four, and there is a huge Easter egg. In the upcoming season finale show, this the Pets St Pets episode, listen for someone that I introduce in the show to share a story about a beloved uh, Japanese dog. The person I introduce, her name is Lindsay. Now see if you can tell. If Lindsay is a real person or if she is an AI, artificial intelligence, if she's a bot. I know, should I already just go ahead and (laughs) tell you since you've got to wait two weeks before it? Okay, I'll tell you. She's a bot. She's not a real person. But try to listen to it to her, tell the story and see if you can tell if she's a robot or a computerized voice, computer generated voice, or if you believe, or if you can t- think that she's real just by listening to her. So what I've done is I have found a program and it. it the cost was very nominal for, for what it is. Um, I think it was like 20 bucks or something like that. But what it is is it gives you, um, several different voices and it gives you like a British voice of a male and a female, um, an Australian female voice. It gives you an American male and female voice. Uh, Lindsay is Australian. So it gives you that Australian voice. Um, and what you do is you type in what you want them to say, and they say it. But it's very complicated in that you've, you can't use punctuation the way you do normally. You've got to use it in ways um, to help them sound more fluent and less like a robot or less like a, a mechanized artificial voice. But this program does really, really good at it. So what I've decided to do is, um, with season four, and I guess probably from here on, I don't know, I might get tired of it, or the divine might strike me and say, stop doing that. Go back to using your voice. I know I should probably insert the thunder here, right? But no. Um, So what I've done is, um, with season four, is the intro will be the bot voice. And the outro will be the same bot voice as the beginning, as the intro, just doing the outro. So it will be a little bit different as far as a little bit of a different flavor. You'll have these bots uh, doing the intro and outro to the show, which is really good. It's really interesting. It's very professional. It sounds great. I love it. I love the sound of it. Um, And it's less of me, blah, 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 and more of somebody else or something new, something different, something borrowed, something blue. Getting married again. Poor Haven, here we go. We're getting married again. Uh, but anyway, hey, that reminds me, our anniversary's coming up, everybody. So <laughs> hang on for that. So, um, but yeah, um, so when you listen to the season finale episode with Pets, uh, the Saint Pets, listen to when I introduce Lindsay from Australia, in when she reads the story, And just check it out and and let me know, Uh, book nookers. Let me know what you think of, if you like it or not, or if you were able to discern whether it was real or not real. But you know it's not real now, so maybe you might be listening with an ear that already is looking for it to be. I don't know. But anyway, that was... Well, I tell you what, why make everybody wait two weeks to hear what Lindsay sounds like? Let's play a little clip of Lindsay right now so you can all can take a listen and let me know what you think of her hello everyone my name is Lindsay it is wonderful to be on the show so what do you think of my voice does it sound real or do I sound like a bot so in closing I want to again thank you all infinite thanks blessings and love for tuning into the book nook for being here and Thank you for all of your love and support and you know, don't be strangers come around anytime all the time and all this blah, 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 cha, 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 which <laughs> is coming up here in just a second. Don't hesitate to reach out to me, folks. You know, my information is always at the end of every show. I'm here for you. I love each and every one of you all have a great couple of days because we're coming up here this Sunday with a new episode. And now we'll do a quick benediction. Let us pray. In nomine Divi Filii et Spiritus Sancti. May the divine shine upon and within you. May the divine hear and answer your prayers. May you experience divine love, compassion, and forgiveness. May your brokenness be healed, and may you share that healing with others. May the divine bless you with peace, health, and love in nomine divi Filii et spiritus sancti i so hope and pray that you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast especially a faith-based podcast and more here with us don't be a stranger come around anytime all the time we now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. Um, a link can always be found in the show notes and show description. Now, I know some people like to do that. That, that helps them feel as, you know, they're contributing and doing something. And this is the best way because some people have asked me about setting up a Patreon. And I'm completely against that I don't want to accept any kind of money for anything I'm doing here. Jesus didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. I didn't do it before when I taught uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophy for four years, Um, but I will accept books. So I do have a list uh, on that wish list for the show that you can, if you feel compelled to and you have the means, please, Don't take from your grocery money or your bill money or from just life money. If you have it and you want to make an offering, then go to the wish list and do so. I would be beyond grateful and appreciative. And by purchasing books and sending them to me, what you're doing is you're helping me educate myself so I can then pass that education on to all of you. And that also sparks and creates and inspires more and more shows. So it's a gift that keeps giving that's never ending. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. Um, as I always say, there's it's always like crickets in my mailbox. I don't hear much from anybody, but you know, unless it's family and there's nothing wrong with that. But I know there are so, so many of you all over the world that are listening and I completely understand and I respect your privacy and I respect that you're quiet. Um, and, but I do want you all to know that I'm here for you all the time. And uh, again, speaking of suggestions, I mean, I know there are so many amazing angels and saints past and present in your community, in your country could even be you that the world doesn't know about, but by gosh, we should know about. Um, Could be some that have come and gone that are fading from memories and hearts. And we tend to, you know, shine the light on a lot of those here in the show. And that's kind of one of the goals of this show is to make sure these beings stay alive because they are such amazing, truly amazing. Um, It's tragic for someone, anyone really, to be their memory, to be lost, uh, their life to be lost. And we don't want that. So again, please, please, please feel free to contact me. Share these people with me, even if it's you. Please get with me, share with me so I can share with the world. Remember, you don't have to be alone on your spiritual journey. Again, I'm always here For all of you, I'm always available to help guide, uh, offer advice. Uh, You can always email me directly or contact me through the website. My services are ever-growing and expanding as the Spirit takes me and as you all need. And the cost of these services, or all services I provide, is absolutely zero. Absolutely free. I'm here for you guys. Next is prayers. You guys always hear me say this, and you always will. I love to pray, and so do listeners of the show. So please, let us pray for you. So, all of these services, how do you make it happen? By contacting me, and how can you do that? There's two ways you can do that. First, you can email me directly at faithandmorepodcast, all one word, faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. And the second way is through the website. There's a contact button on the website where you can email me or you can fill out the prayer request form at the bottom of the webpage. You can also use that form for also asking for help, for guidance, for suggestions, for advice. Use that as well. It's a, it's a catch-all form. Use it as you need it. So in order to find the website, you go to Faith and More Podcast. Again, all one word. Faith and More Site, W I X S I T E dot com, slash my dash site, S I T E. And there's always links to my contact information, email, and the website in all of our show notes and show descriptions. So until next week, have a blessed week, and know that each And every one of you is in my heart, in prayers. Bless you.